Good evening, and welcome back to the Diz Dads Podcast Plus. I'm your host, Aaron Rittmaster, and with me tonight in the man cave, recording Diz Dads Podcast Plus, are my trusty co-hosts, Willie Crocker. Hey, welcome back. And Tim Hicks. Somebody has poisoned the watering hole. <laughs> nice. I'm trying I think to that's anyway. just booze, Tim. Yeah. That's why it tastes funny. <laughs> That must be it. So tonight, um, we're going to kind of do a, a maybe an alternative take on a show that we did a year ago. You know, last year around Thanksgiving, uh, we we gave out a number of of turkeys, turkey awards to Disney. Um, this year, we decided to change it up a little bit, um, stick with a, a special holiday theme, and we're going to be sort of recognizing the the gifts that we received from Disney this year, as well as some lumps of coal that may have been delivered. Uh, so before we do that, though, we need to give a shout out to our podcast sponsors who make all this possible. We uh, need to thank Wicked Mouse Travel and Mouse Master Travel. Both of them are authorized Disney vacation planners who would love to help make sure your family's next Disney destination vacation is the perfect vacation for your family. Um, everybody does Disney different, and the folks at Wicked Mouse Travel and Mouse Master Travel understand how to customize your vacation to maximize your fun and uh, make sure that you get the experience that you want. So check out each of them at their respective websites, uh, wickedmousetravel.com or mousemastertravel.com. Okay, guys, it's been an interesting year, to say the least. Um, You know, it's, Mm -hmm. what's the Arabic curse? Uh, May you live in interesting times? (laughs) Well, it certainly has been. But but, uh, before we begin this thing, I mean, we got to preface it with the fact that we're still, you know, trying to find our way in a post-COVID environment, uh, figuring out what, you know, what's going to work, what's not going to work, where, where they need to, you know, uh, make some adjustments. So uh, this is a little bit tongue in cheek, but we're going to have fun with it anyway. Well, it's always tongue in cheek. You know, uh-huh. I, mean, I don't think anybody should take us too seriously. <laughs> if they're going to take us really serious, we got problems. We yeah. Got I mean, problems. You know, if they take <laughs> us really take seriously, three we, need, we need to be more careful about what we're drinking while we do our show. But I think format wise here, what we'll do, is we'll just go around the table here and and we'll have each of us in turn sort of recognize a gift that we feel like we've received from Disney over the last year. Um, And then a lump of coal that we might have been stuck with. So um, let's see, Willie, you you were all excited to do this show. So I'll let you get us rolling. What's, What's a gift you got from Disney this year? I got a really nice gift. I, I walked into the contemporary. The wave was long gone and Steakhouse 71 opened. Woo! And let me tell you, it's a hit. It's great. The food is out of this world. The service is out of this world. You can't go wrong eating at this restaurant. It is amazing. Lunch is great. Dinner, I've heard, is great. The service is never disappointing. Anyone that I've talked to. Um, there are people that eat there three and four times a week that live down there. So, you wow. know, it's very good food. Wow. Yes. The locals, huh? The locals love this place. All right. So. Well, that's nice to hear. So a, a gift of new restaurant there in the, in the contemporary. And, you know, I was a fan of the wave and the, my favorite part of this is that they appear to have addressed the one thing, the one minor quibble I had with the wave, which was the lighting, um, you know, Steakhouse 71 has updated yeah. the lighting package. It's brighter in there and uh, doesn't make me feel quite so decrepit trying to read the menu. Well, that was one thing I really liked was I could see the menu and 
I could see the other people in the other side of the room. It wasn't like I was like, you know, squinting to see like what's over there. It was really well presented. And the, the restaurant is absolutely stunning. Like you said, the wave was awesome. I mean, I love the wave, but this is 10 times better than the wave. And that's hard to say. All right. Wow. Yeah, Cause the wave was in my opinion, very underrated. I thought right. it was really very really underrated. I will be excited to try Steakhouse if you want. You should get a reservation there. Totally. Yeah. I'll be working right. on that here soon. So <laughs> first gift is the gift of that new restaurant in the contemporary. Uh, Tim, what's a gift you got from Disney this year? A uh, gift that I got from Disney is the finally we got uh, the release of booking dates for the new Disney wish. Uh, we all know how much I love Disney cruises and um Boy, just uh, finally seeing some of the stuff come to fruition, getting the uh, getting the dates and getting being able to start booking for the wish. Uh, even though uh, I, I just recently checked, and I think in October they announced that Lighthouse Point is still a couple of years away. Yeah, but um, but at least we're finally getting that new Triton uh, uh, class ship. I, I can't wait to see it. Right, and I think one of the things that really made that a gift is that we got a completely new ship. I mean, I think we would have been fine if we just had more capacity so more people could experience it. But we they didn't just roll out a clone of Disney Fantasy and Disney Dream. Um, they gave us a ship that has some completely new, completely unique experiences that people will be able to have. And I, I think that that is really what makes it a gift as opposed to just being, you know, another ship. Yeah, and the uh, the dining options that are going to be available on on the Wish, uh, far and above anything that they've ever tried to do, um, especially with the uh, the Avengers, um, yeah, uh, yeah, restaurant yeah. that just looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, for me, um, I'm going to actually turn from the the parks experiences and the. Um, uh, you know, the travel experiences for just a minute uh, and recognize the gifts of Disney Plus live action Marvel television. Um, we got both uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki, which were, in my opinion, brilliant. I loved, uh, I, you know, I also loved the um, WandaVision show, but you know, I, I, the more recent ones, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, I felt like I, I was nervous, right, when they first rolled these out. When they first said they were going to do these and they said that they were going to be made to integrate with the MCU and all of that, I, I was, you know, concerned because we kind of went through this with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it had a lot of potential and then kind of got left out in the cold. But they basically, as far as I'm concerned, did everything right with these series. Um, they took advantage of having a different format and a different way to approach a storytelling arc. So instead of having a two hour film, they had, you know, six to eight hours of, of television time and we got some deeper character development than you, that you normally wouldn't get from, from movies. Um, just complete home runs as far as I was concerned. Um, excellent production values. And, um, you know, really for me filled the gap, uh, while we waited to be able to, to watch another Marvel movie in the theaters. Well, I will say this, I got a Disneyland client because of Loki and they really wanted to go see Marvel's, uh, um, Oh yeah. Out, they wanted to just do the Avengers every, campus, Avengers campus. They literally, they flew out on a Tuesday and came home on a Friday just to do Avengers Campus. And they went three days in a row just to Avengers Campus because their daughter got hooked on Loki and just couldn't. She's like, I, I just need to see this place. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't a big trip, but it was right. All he did was brag how much fun they had doing Avengers Campus because of his daughter, 16 years old, right. falling in love with a Disney Plus TV show. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's just it, very well done. Great characterization. Great production values. Now, I'm going to I'm I'm going to uh sort of pair that with my first lump of coal from Disney. Um if if the gift was Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um the the lump of coal was 
the way they handled the whole Black Widow release situation. Don't, don't, don't. Um, I get it. It was a difficult yep. situation to be in. They had a, a, you know, they couldn't really go with theater alone because there weren't enough that were open and they couldn't hold it any longer because it was holding up their whole slate. I understand that it was challenging, but come on, folks, communicate. There was no reason that they needed to go ahead and release on Disney Plus without negotiating with Scarlett Johansson first. And Agreed. We ultimately ended up in the same place we would have been had they negotiated with her in the first place, except that Disney spent a lot more money because they had to pay her off and they had to pay off a bunch of other people after the fact because she set the market at a much higher price point. And, and the legal fees too. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, look, I, I get it that that's just doing business, but it does affect us in other ways too. It affects the parks. It affects everything because when they have to spend – you know, a hundred million dollars that hadn't been budgeted to be spent on paying off, you know, these, these actors for changing the rules on them after they'd already written contracts. Um, you know, that money has to come from somewhere. Um, and so something else is missing. A, that was a, that was a big egg on the face. Like you yeah. said, a lump of coal, like you shouldn't be having to hand over 40 and $50 million to someone because you didn't right. pay attention to your contract. Well, and it, right. it was so unnecessary. It was so unnecessary. I, mean, I don't have any reason to believe that Scarlett Johansson would have been completely unreasonable if they had gone to her and said, here's the situation. Here's what the dollars and cents look like. You know, we need to do this and we need to come up with it. You know, we need to reach an agreement and, and sat down and worked out a deal. Right. Of course. But I mean, they just hey, tried they to just dodge it, it all and right. go their own way. And it was stupid. Yeah. You don't treat people that way. And certainly no. Disney doesn't treat people that way. Well, and that's not. the other thing. I mean, like, what were they thinking? Right. Like, did they think that, you know, I mean, she's what, probably top five female actresses in the country. Oh, yeah. Like, and, she, and, and they had a whole, they had another project that she was connected mm -hmm. to that, you know, they, during the time where she was suing them, the project went away. They're, right. they're really lucky they were able to, to salvage it because, yeah. The the whole uh, 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 Tower of Terror film, mm -hmm. right? It, they that disappeared, and they just were lucky that the the rest of the people involved were still available once they got things worked out with her, and they were able to get that back into development. It's not thinking, no, and that's why you get a lump of coal, right? And that's why you get a lump of coal, and yeah. and yeah. you know, we I'm not one coal, who's, who's going to. Maybe somebody else is going to do it, so I sh maybe I shouldn't preempt it. But I'm not one who's going to, you know, sit here and say that Bob Chapek himself is a lump of coal. Um, I, I think he's got a long way to go, um, and you know, he he still needs to prove himself. But that move was certainly a lump of coal move. So I don't know, Willie. What's what's the first lump of coal that you need to award? Oh, I got to give it out to Disney Genie Plus. No. It just isn't what it's supposed to be. I know you and I talked about this for a while, but we're paying for it. We get one Genie Plus to start the day. And I will say that it is, when I was there at the end of October, beginning of November, trying to suggest me to go to Muppets and to Disney on stage, Way too much for a grown 40-something-year-old male by himself <laughs> who likes to eat chicken nuggets and, and drink beer. Regardless of what he's eating, people look right. at him strange when he goes in there by himself. Bingo! Correct. Muppets Correct. isn't bad, but there are so many other rides that I had access to that it never suggested to me. It also did that to me at um, Epcot. It really wanted me to see Figment again. I guess Figment is lonely. Hmm. Yes. Figment needs your company. Yes. So. <laughs> right. Well, and, and that, I mean, those recommendations are the core genie product. That's not even the part you pay for. Right. Like that's just the free part. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I feel it can get better because I don't think it can get any worse. <laughs> Ouch. Okay, so literally, it's you know you make one at seven a.m. if you're staying on property, or when you walk into the park, 
when park opens. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if it's a busy day, you might not get a next ride till one or two in the afternoon. And that's challenging. Yeah. Cause if the park opens at nine, you're waiting in line from nine to whatever, except for your one, you know, lightning lane. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, I, I appreciate what you're saying there. And, and I think you're right. I think you're right from the perspective of, especially when the parks are busy right now, Genie Plus just really doesn't get the job done. Um, I think that there's still a chance for Disney to kind of make some adjustments. I think that, um, you know, it was difficult to predict exactly how the, you know, numbers were going to fall, the number of people who were going to use Genie Plus versus the number of people that were going to get in those standby lines. Um, and, and I think that there's a, a reasonable possibility that once they get a chance to crunch some of those numbers, they'll do a better job of allocating lightning lane availability versus standby availability. But I don't think there's any denying that they've run into real problems with that allocation early on, especially during busier holiday times. And it's going to be really challenging um, because we have the holidays coming up for the next three weeks. Yeah. This week will be fine. I dread the December 19th through January 4th. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll have to watch it carefully and see how it goes because they have had some opportunity to maybe do some reallocation, you know, based on what they learned over Thanksgiving. We'll find out how quickly they're able to adjust. Right. Hey, while we're on that topic, um, this, of course, being probably the most popular time to to uh, to go down to Disney World around uh, Christmas because of all the things that are happening. Um, so far, it seems they've pretty much kept the price of um, uh, the the single attraction uh, selections to fifteen dollars. Do you think that is going to go up uh, just because such high demand at that point uh, at this point in time? I mean, I, I would be surprised if it doesn't. Um, I think it really is going to depend depend on both demand and on what they're seeing from their end in terms of of you know availability and ability to deliver. Right. In other words, they're not mm-hmm. going to jack the prices up on Rise of the Resistance to twenty five bucks if they find that they're still going to be going. You know, if the, if the attraction is still going offline two three times a day, right? Because it's just not the worth key. fielding the complaints, right? Exactly. And the other thing is, what are they going to do at um, Animal Kingdom? Yeah. Everest is closing. Right. Like, what are you going to put as the other lightning light that yeah. makes justifies it? Right, right. It's a problem. And, and it almost makes me wonder if at, at Animal Kingdom, for a time, they Just might one. do away with the individual lightning lane selections. Right. I mean, because if you just made – if you just made uh, – uh, Flight of Passage, passage uh, yeah. you know, a regular Genie Plus attraction, then then it's a home could, run, right? And yeah. then gen- generally, then you basically guarantee that everybody will buy Genie Plus, right? No, right? no, I mean that's a home run then because I mean nothing against Animal Kingdom. I love the park; it's one of my favorite parks. But you, no, yeah, but you Genie do, Plus is just not a good fit for it right now. No, and you're done with the park, and you know. I mean, by two o'clock, you're really done unless you're hanging out at Dawa the whole morning. Right. Well, and, it, and it's worse. <laughs> I don't know anybody does that. I don't it's either. worse once you close, you know, uh, Everest. Uh, Everest because you got to, I mean, it's time, you know, it's overdue to have a complete track redo. So, which is fair. I mean, it, it needs it. Exactly. But the other thing is, you've basically shut off a quarter of the park. Yeah. Right. But you know your point is well taken. They, you, you have to do that for safety's sake. You've got to right. you got to yeah. get in there and maintain it. And I'll give Disney that they definitely keep their stuff well maintained. So and I have no problem. With do. But yeah, well, your point is well taken. Uh, all right. So so far we've given out lumps of coal to Disney for their their behavior with uh, the Scarlett Johansson and 
the Black Widow film for Genie Plus. Tim, what's the uh, lump of coal that you need to hand out? Yeah, my lump of coal is very akin to Genie Plus. It is going to the 50th anniversary rollout of my Disney experience for the for the Android app. I have not looked at the one for iPhone, so I can't say if it works the same. I suspect it does, but uh, I've tried going in there, and it is so disorganized. It is so difficult to navigate, and that's for me. If I if I find it difficult to navigate, um, I know a lot of people that look at it and just close it and go, nope, don't want to even deal with it. Uh, even though you really kind of have to to, to uh, uh, order some of your stuff online, your meals and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to find the things that you really want or need to find. It's like, oh, look, here's my reservation about a third of the way down the page. Um, okay, <laughs> yeah. so where do I make the dining reservations? I don't find anywhere at all to make dining reservations. This is just poorly planned out. It yeah, there's be- some definite interface issues there. And the irony of it is, I think it's the people who have experience with it who have the biggest problem because people who don't have any experience with it, you know, they still have some struggles, but they don't have a habit already established. People who already right. have a way that they used the app get frustrated because they can't use it the way they used to. Well, um, we've lived by it for how many years now? Right, exactly, exactly. Well, and they expect us to become completely dependent on it when they do away with magic bands and paper tickets and la, 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 everything else that yeah. now they want you to put either on your phone or on your, your smartwatch, right? Right. No, I mean, that's a good point, and, and I can't disagree. I mean, I think the the good side of it is that the app is, is at least in my experience, it works better overall. Yes, it like does. It's less crashy. It's less, you know, resource problem, but – the the user experience, the user interface has still got some growing. Well, I mean, I had a client come back a couple of weeks ago, and the first thing they said was, we don't want to be on our phone 24-7 while we're on vacation. Thank you. I use it as a doorstop, not as a <laughs> wayfinder. Right. Yep. And they they had to use it because that's how you, you order your food. Even they, he did end up saying, I love that I could just check out at the store and not have to wait in line. That was right. the only positive he had to say about it. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know. It's the way of the future. Right. We can we can award all the lumps of coal we want. That didn't change it. Right. Um, <laughs> right. It just it's has just, to it just has to, to uh, develop, develop, right. find its way. Right. And and I yeah. think I think that your point though is good because if that is the way, if it's something we're all gonna have to continue to deal with, then the interface has to get better because you know, it, it creates an, a negative overall guest experience when you have to use it and it's frustrating to use. If you have to use it, they've got to make it easier to use. I'm no expert in UX, but I, I think I could have done a much better job with that one. Sorry. <laughs> Here's your call. <laughs> all right. Well, perfectly reasonable award there. Very fair. Um, all right. Well, you, you awarded a lump of coal there. What's a, a gift you could say you got from Disney this year, Tim? Hmm. Um, I think the the next gift is in the form of something you touched on a few minutes ago, the, the um, uh, Avengers um, area in Disneyland in California. Oh, Just nice. looking at the, the, the Avengers campus, it looks like so much fun. I've, I could probably spend a few hours just exploring that area. And to me, it is, it is to Disneyland what uh, Galaxy's Edge is to uh, Hollywood Studios. It's uh, something really cool that uh, the whole place is themed out. Um, some really cool rides to do. Some really cool merch to to buy. Right? I mean, for lack of some a really good term. food too. Yeah, good food. I, I think that um, is definitely a, diff, a a gift to the Disney World. Sorry, my tank's getting tangled up. A gift to the Disney World. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Tim recognizes the the gift of Avengers Campus, and uh, you know, got to say that it's nice to have a, a permanent fixture of of Avengers in a, a U.S. park, even if it can't be Walt Disney World. Um, so you know, I, I can't disagree. It's a good thing that we've got it and it's available. Um, how about you, Willie? What's a, a, a gift you got from Disney this year? Um, this is a small gift, but it's a really nice gift. I love that Rise of the Resistance is now non um, morning of 7 a.m. virtual queue. Okay. It's it's about time. I was going to lump it with Remy, but 
Remy just didn't hit it out of the park for me. So um, I'd like that people have a chance to ride the ride no matter what. And that's what people have been waiting for for months, really for years now. Because, I mean, it was 2019 when we wrote it. Yeah. And now it's 2020. It's basically 2022. So, just you know, so yeah, if you didn't, if you weren't in that virtual queue, you literally had no shot. You had no you chance of riding the ride. Don't bother because no. it's not happening. Right. Yeah. And that's not really the way the parks should be. Right. And, the, and it never felt right. I think it's a big part of it. Right. And, it, and all it was was luck. I mean, if you, you could sit there and hit the button as fast as you possibly could, and if you got through, you got through, and if you didn't, come back at one, and hopefully you can do it then. But, like, this is a nice gift, I think. No, I agree. I think it is. And and it's a gift, you know, I think maybe somewhat related to that, that, that it's more reliable. Um, yeah, it still goes down some, but it seems to be happening less frequently, and when it does go down, it doesn't seem to stay down as long. So that's a good thing, too. Right. The reset isn't as long as it used to be, like when we waited. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the next gift that I'd like to recognize uh, is I'm going to head back to the, the restaurant space and um, accept the generous gift from Disney of uh, Space 220. Woo! I absolutely... I have not been as excited for a restaurant at Walt Disney World really ever. I mean, I... I Maybe the closest thing would be, you know, getting excited about the opening of of Trader Sam's. Um, it's it's that's, a home that's, run. That's pretty excited. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, for different. I reasons. I think you would call it out of this world, not a home run. There you go. It is out of this world. <laughs> it um, is. It's just it, they they really hit it on all cylinders, and and we had plenty of reasons to be nervous about it. Um, it was, you know, the opening was delayed, delayed, delayed because of COVID. They, in the process of all that, they lost their chef, uh, which delayed it again. I was really nervous that, you know, when it did open, it was just going to flop because they'd had so many hurdles. But every single review has been glowing. The The food has been getting consistently positive reviews. Um, and the experience is overall it's an outstanding experience. It is an immersive experience and it's the kind of dining experience really across the board that we haven't gotten from Disney at a sit down restaurant in a while, particularly in a restaurant without characters. Um, I can't think, I can't even remember the last major opening we'd gotten from Disney that was, was immersive like this. That wasn't a character dining experience. No, it's been years. Um, and and so I, I think that this was a wonderful gift, and it's frustrating that it's hard, so hard to get in, um, but it's the price you pay for something done well. <laughs> you know, I mean, when it's done really well, it's popular, and there's only I've so had much space. No one complained about this place. Even yeah. the price point is expensive, and yes, yeah. it's very expensive, people. But yeah, it is. It's you're paying for entertainment location everything else like the yeah. food i've heard i've never heard anyone complain about the food either they've said the food is very very quality high quality food which is awesome yeah no it, it, that's exactly the point and that's to me that's what makes it a gift worthy of mentioning is that that it's delivered on every promise and we can complain all we want about prices going up at Walt Disney World but when you get value for what you paid there's nothing to complain about as far as I'm concerned. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'm supposed to identify a, a lump of coal lump now. Of coal. Um, gosh. Uh, all right. So the, the lump of coal that I'm going to, to reference here, um, I, I, all right, it's a lump of coal, but it's a lump of coal to us. And I get it that to a certain extent, this one is a lump of coal for Disney too, right? They don't want to have this one either, but lumps of coal like like other uh, substances flow downhill. Um, and so um, my lump of coal for Disney is the continued um, reduction in uh, – 
housekeeping and uh, janitorial services. Um, They're just woefully understaffed in those areas still. And, you know, they pass off the reduction in, in housekeeping as being for guest safety, right? Because they're not entering your room. But you know what? I think, first of all, we know pretty well that's, that this, this pandemic is not being spread due to surface contamination. Correct. It's an aerosolized virus. So, you know, that's just not, it's not a, a valid argument anymore. The house cleaner can sneeze in your room. And come, you can come back in three hours and you're not going to contain anything right. from it. Especially if they're cleaning the room properly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I get it. I get it that it's hard on Disney because they don't have the staff to do it. But you know what? When I'm on vacation, part of being on vacation is that somebody picks up after me. <laughs> Correct. I mean, and I, and I don't necessarily need it every Thank day, mm-hmm. but at least every other day, right? And And don't make me call you and beg for it. Right. And and don't don't treat me like you're doing me a favor when somebody actually does show up. Well, that's the thing. It's like they act like they did you a favor for emptying your trash and like Right. Exactly. I mean, it takes thirty seconds to open the door, empty the trash, and walk out the door. Right. You know, you don't have to make the bed every day. But once in a while it's nice to come in to see a made bed. Sure. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, like I said, I, I get it, Disney. I know you're trying. I know that it's hard. You can't get everybody's staff to back up, but it's still a lump of coal to the guests when 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 you're paying what we pay to stay in these hotels you're paying for an overall experience and part of that experience frankly is that you get regular housekeeping well and the other thing is if you can't find help raise your pay well i mean i, I don't even know that, that raising the pay is the issue cuz my understanding is that disney's housekeepers get paid reasonably well um well above minimum but no um, one wants to work, so right. It well, it's it's the it's look. It's what happens when you know at the time the pandemic hit. Walt Disney World was this was the largest single site employer in the United States and one of the largest right. in the world. And I think while Disney was closed, we had a number of those, especially lower level cast members, who couldn't wait it out, and so they did things like move home. Or move to other places that had lower costs of living because they didn't have jobs. <laughs> and, you know, Florida didn't help any, you know, didn't help at all in terms of, of making the pandemic unemployment insurance almost impossible for them to, to uh, be able know, to stay and get live. applied for and stay on it. Um, Disney helped, frankly, with their initial applications, but, right. you know, the, the state. I mean, they had a, there's been a lot of news coverage of this. The, the state basically had a system that was intended to fail. Yeah. Um, well, they're they're the bonus lump of coal, right? The state. Yeah, yeah. The state's a really big bonus. <laughs> um, and so, and so, the, you had a number of cast members who just left town, and you know, at a certain point, it's just a matter of bodies. There just aren't enough human beings to take those jobs, and it'll take some time for people to to you know move back. <laughs> Well, it'll also help when international staff can come back. That's true. And they're working without any and, – and they're working mm-hmm. with a, a, a bare-bones version of the college program at the moment. Right. You well, know, and every me, one, they get four. Yeah. I mean, every four, right. they get one, and that's – sorry, I messed up. But. You no, know, I know what you mean. But, but let me tag on to that. I mean, don't discount the fact that COVID took the lives of more than 775 people and still counting in the U.S. alone. Right. So, you know th- – your pool of workers across the board. And I'm not just talking about Disney. I'm talking about everybody. Uh, you're down 775,000 plus workers. Where, where are you going to go find you know, more people? to right. do I mean, stuff? It's almost a million people. Yeah. yeah. That's more than it's a, a lot, lot of states have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, Vermont doesn't have that. New Hampshire might have that. Maine Rhode doesn't have that. Yeah. Right. Rhode Island doesn't. Delaware doesn't. <laughs> No, Those I mean, it, it's, it's true. And, and again, it's a matter of bodies. And, and I think that, that again, it'll, it'll correct itself over time because people will migrate to where the opportunities are. But at the moment, frankly, people are not migrating much. <laughs> right. Um, um, so anyway, so that's, that's the housekeeping issue. Um, so Willie, what's a, a lump of coal that you're ready to, or that you you felt like you received from Disney this year? 
I got a big lump of coal on lack of opening up major character dining. There are so many character dinings they could have opened that they dropped the ball on. I know it's it's starting to come back, and one did come back this week. Yeah, but and it's a good dining. one. It's a really good one. But Park Fair, nineteen hundred Park Fair, should have been open months and years ago. That place is a gold mine. The other one is. Um, Akashores or however you want yep. to say Akashores it. Akashores is still closed. Yep. Right. Those are two of the biggest money makers in the world and they're not open and people are begging for these places to be open. Yep. It's just not right. And, 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 and I will add on to that, that one of the problems with that too, is that we, we understand that you have to have a different kind of character meet and greet experience correct. because of, of COVID and, and not face, face time. And, right. But that said, it makes those character meals that much more important and valuable, right? Because you can set the parameters of, of the meetings and those kids still get to meet the characters that they want to meet and, and, you know, in some ways, in in a better environment than, um, you know, the the distanced meet and greets in the parks. Although those have gotten a little better too. I, I I'm sorry, I can't help but think that you know there had to be somebody that could take a two hour time frame and come up with this idea of how to reopen these places. And instead of making everybody wait for months and months and months, and then, oh, okay, I, I think we can probably. Uh, we can probably do some character meet and greets this way. You could have done that a lot sooner. Well, a chunk of it too is staff. I mean, I, I'll guarantee you that, True that enough. a True big enough. chunk of, of Akersus not being open is that they don't have the international students to work it. Right. Because, I mean, they're they're coming from Norway and they're coming from Yeah, other I mean, you know, so two-thirds to three-quarters of that, of that restaurant was staffed by by the the Norwegians. You know, Right. Well, yeah, by the mm-hmm. international program or by the college program. Right. Right. So, you know, that, that one I can kind of understand. But why is Mexico running so well? I mean, I've had clients there and they said they had the best meal they've had in a long time just yeah. inside Mexico. And it, because it's still running at reduced capacity. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Everything's at reduced capacity. I mean, where, where are we at? 65% probably? Somewhere around that. capacity. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Tim, what's a, a lump of coal you, you felt like you received? Well, I, f- I feel like um, I, I will speak on behalf of all of us travel advisors. Uh, my lump of coal goes to, to Disney Cruise Line again. Uh, although we did get the dates for, um, for the wish, the role of information related to the ship was so slow you know they would make big deals about hey you know join us we're going to uh, talk about the new ship and then you know the amount of of information in a 30-minute presentation could have fit into one minute uh it was just it was so slow um before we and we still don't have a whole lot of the information that we would like to be able to pass along to our clients so um yeah that, that's my next level goal yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you there to some extent. I, I get that Disney wanted to to sort of, you know, maximize the the amount of of sort of press attention they could get by you know dribbling out information in, in little bits at a time. But it was uh, so many of their big announcements, you know, felt like like what is it? What's the the line? You know, this is this is another meeting that could have been a phone call. This is another meeting yep. that could have been an email. Okay. Um, there was an awfully lot of that in those announcements where, you know, this this was a 30-minute announcement that that could have been a 30-second email. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I feel your pain there. Um, and, and, and some of the things that they included in that, I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you, are you kidding me? They set a cupcake down in front of a little girl and she pushes a button. All of a sudden, it's a humongous cupcake. I do not see that being a reality at all. 
I don't care what you do. Well, I mean, they've got a long tradition of that. It's, it's like the the commercial, the television commercial they ran that used to get us into all kinds of trouble of the the kid who is, uh, you know, in in the contemporary and looks out the window of their room and like, you know, magically goes out and rides on an attraction that's not in Magic Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, that can get us in a lot of trouble. You know, yeah, I, I can't wait for the first complaint of, hey, I couldn't supersize my cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> you can. You just have to buy three. <laughs> and sit there squishing them together. At right. $19 each. <laughs> well, it's on Disney Cruise Line. They'll all be included. Yeah, right. right. Um, all right. Well, let's do one more round here of, uh, of you know, gifts and lumps of coal. And... Uh, Let's see. I don't think Tim, you you've have not yet gone first in a round of of uh, gifts. So, what what's up first or up next for you on, among your gifts from Disney this year? Uh, my next gift is harmonious. Um, I was one of the people that you know I love. I love tradition and illuminations. To me, was probably not the best show in the world. No, but I loved it for for my own personal reasons. And when it shuttered. Um, I was like, you know, they better really have something special to replace it. And then when I saw uh, 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 Epcot Forever, it was like, really? Are you kidding me? You, you, you shut down Illuminations for this, but um, you know, having seen uh, at least the the broadcasts and and everybody that I've talked to said that the live presentation is so much better because you can see so much more of the color and depth and stuff. Um, I'm going to name Harmonious as my my next gift because uh, if it's as good as everybody's saying it is, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. If you're at the six or twelve o'clock looking mm-hmm. at the, it's out of this world, like literally, really, really good. Yeah, I don't just just avoid being at that nine, nine, the, the nine, nine and three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't go so to China and um, what the International Bridge and Bridge. Or yeah, the bridge over to the. The resorts. Yeah, you're yeah. you're going to be a little hungry for entertainment. <laughs> Might just go sit down at a Rosen Crown and have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll sit down at a, uh, American Adventure and have some barbecue. How about that? Yes. Yes. Regal Eagle. Mm-hmm. I can um, deal with that. All right. Uh, so Willie, do you have a, another oh, gift? I do. I, I, I'm excited about this gift because we got the Halloween and the holidays christmas party back this year and people have been very very excited about them most of the parties have sold out um i've heard multiple positive reviews people have had a great time um the one negative i would say is it goes a little late for young kids so it's more designed for us older people but most of my clients have said it was great for riding rides and seeing lots of cool characters. And everyone was glad to see it finally snow on main street again. Who you call an old anyway? You stole mine. I was going to use that one. Um, oh, sorry. Well, be, and I'd held on to it because, you know, when they first announced them, the immediate reactions were so negative and so strong and people complained so much about the price and the timing and everything and, and everything was awful. And then as soon as people started experiencing it, they realized that this model worked. It was you a know? bonus. It was, it was different, but it worked. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I think that that's a great gift. And it, to it was be, a huge gift to be willing to, I mean, look, I understand that some of this was, was, you know, of necessity, right? They had to do it this way because they had to do some things different, but I give them credit for being willing to make a huge change to something that's been a cash cow for them for years. Yeah, and basically had to reimagine it. And yeah. And, and risking, you know, the, the backlash that they got. Right. I mean, you know, the initial reactions were so strongly negative, but like Willie, all of the feedback I've gotten from people who have gone has been very positive. They had a great experience. I mean, um, it's, it's been, I mean, no one has come home. The only complaint I've gotten, there wasn't enough merchandise and that's going clear mm-hmm. across the board yep. for anywhere and everywhere in the country. It's not Disney. It's everywhere. Okay, so now you're going to steal my lump of coal too. 
<laughs> right? No, you're going to steal mine. <laughs> I'm a mind reader, guys, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, so, I guess I need to get my last gift in here before we move yeah, to those lumps of Before cord. I keep talking. Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, you, you've stolen the parties from me uh, as as a gift from, from Disney. Um, I think I am going to add as my gift um, the new extended hours policies. I know a lot of people complained about them when they first announced them. But again, I think that this is a change that has overall been a positive. Um, the half hour early admission to all of the parks instead of just one park has avoided the, the you know, EMH crush and having to build your vacation around extra magic hours. You exactly. Can, you can choose where you want to go and, and, you know, take advantage of your early admission benefit wherever it is you go. Um, and you know what? The evening extra magic hours or the evening extended hours that they're only opening to deluxe resort guests. I mean, I appreciate the frustration from people who say, you know, they just can't afford a deluxe resort. And I get that and I respect it. But the other side is that the folks staying in that deluxe resort did pay a lot extra. And I don't really have a problem with them getting some extra benefit for the fact that they spent twice as much or more in some cases. And that was one of my gifts that if we kept going, I was going to talk about. Yeah. I've had no one complain about it. One of my clients was there at Epcot and got the Rod Remy four times. Yep. Wow. After after hours, there's no virtual queue. It's just open. Yeah, just get in line. Yeah, you just get in so, line. So that was you, right, Willie? Just time after time riding <laughs> Remy. <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I think ultimately that, that that's a gift. Um, and it's another gift that we didn't realize at the time was a gift, or at least some people didn't. I mean, you know, I, I thought pretty much from the beginning that this was a, a good move, and I, I think it's played out that way. Um, I think that, again, in actual experience, it's been a positive. Um, now, that means I also have to to award a lump of coal, and, and you know, Willie alluded to it. Um, and again, it's a lump of coal that, you know, to a large extent, Disney isn't entirely in control of, of, but, um, it's, it's the supply chain issues with, with merchandise, you know, Disney did a lot of pumping up all of this special merchandise that they were going to have available, especially for the, the 50th anniversary specialty stuff. And the problem is that with the supply chain problems, you know, guests go looking for this stuff and it's just not there. It's not on the shelves. And if you're going to, if you're going to build these things up for people and, and get them, you know, planning to visit a store for God's sake, while they're at a theme park, you know, if they're going to include a stop at a store in their planning, you got to make sure that these things that you're, you're promising to them, that you're promoting to them are available. Um, and it just, they can't deliver right now. Like one of my friends said, stop using boats and start using airplanes. Yeah. I mean, at, at a certain point, you simply have to mm-hmm. say, you know, yeah, we understand that we're going to have to take half of our order, you know, late on a, on a ship, but, you know, we're going to use cargo planes and exactly. just eat the fact that it's going to eat two thirds of our profit margin. Because guess what? Amazon hasn't run out of anything because they use airplanes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, only getting a third of what you should have gotten for a profit margin is better than getting zero because zero. you had no supply. You had no well, product the other to thing sell. Is, what are they going to do with um, Christmas stuff in February or March? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It's all going to be they in the outlets and they're going to get, you mm-hmm. know, pennies. A quarter of the price. Right. Yep. Well, prime example, again, I was down there a couple weeks ago and my wife said, buy whatever you want. For your birthday. I couldn't find anything I wanted because there was nothing in the stores. Wow. And and, and, the, and that's the stupid thing is that it's 50th anniversary and you're a collector. There's stuff you would have wanted. See, and you know that because I collect crap. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find anything to buy. I came home and she's like, what'd you get? And I, I literally had a bag. It was no bigger than a, a shopping bag. 
for everyone in the family. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, the supply chain is a huge like lump of coal, as in like all of West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So how about you, Tim? Have you come up with another uh, a final lump of coal that you need to to say that you got from Disney this year? I have, and it is the fact that we have gone. It is now December 2021, and we have not had a new episode of Mandalorian since December 2020. Somebody get on the stick here. Now, wait, that's not fair. That's not a fair lump of coal because it's coming. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's coming when it's supposed coming. to come here in a couple of weeks. <laughs> It'll be here. I, I, no, seriously, though, in, in all seriousness, I, I give uh, Disney Plus kudos. They, I know that um, their sales have slowed down. Uh, recently, but they've been uh, uh, putting even more uh, good content up on Disney Plus. So, yeah, I, I can't really ding them too much on the lack of Mandalorian, but you know, the, I want some Mandalorian. I need some Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen my wall behind me, right? It's all Mandalorian stuff. So. Right. At the moment, it's Olaf. Anyway, I was going to say Olaf and Goofy. Olaf flying around. Yep. Anyway, a little goofy on the back. But. It's That's a little bit unfair, yes. And especially yeah. given the uh, uh, the breadth of content that Disney Plus has put up in the last yeah. year. Yeah. But you have to give Disney Plus credit. I do. They've put a ton of product out. And and the breadth of stuff. I mean, there's a whole show we could do here again because we haven't talked about Disney Plus c- content in quite a while. But, yeah. you know, there's a second season of the Jeff Goldblum series out that is, I mean – I don't know why it's a Disney show, but it's great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and it's just Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum being Goldblum. silly and quirky and Jeff Goldblum. Go quirky. Yeah. Quirky. Well, <laughs> and here's here's something for um, other foodies out there. Um, uh, Nat Geo, we've already seen the third season of um, Gordon Ramsay, Chef Gordon Ramsay and Uncharted. Uh, I'm now oh. eagerly awaiting the fourth one. So. Uh, that series is well worth watching. If you if you're into that sort of thing, this is not a Hell's Kitchen kind of thing. Um, he goes to different places and he challenges himself against the best chef in the region to find um, the stuff that's native to that region and come up with stuff in a cook-off against the the most renowned chef in that area. It's, that it's is kind of really- like halfway between Anthony Bourdain mm-hmm. and uh, and and. Uh, uh, Bobby Flay's Bobby Flay, be Bobby right. Flay, Bobby, Bobby Flay, like Flay. halfway yeah. between the two of them. Yeah, it, it's a, it's that's definitely a recommend. Sorry, I know we were working on lumps of coal, but that's all uh, right. I just had to get that little that little gem in there if you haven't seen it. Worth mentioning. Um, all right, so Willie, what's your last lump of coal? Since I spoke up and took the merchandise one. Oh God. Um. Um. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with. Tron and the railroad. Mm. It's it's been way too long. Like a lack of progress. It, 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 the railroad has been closed longer now than the transcontinental railroad took to build across the country. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Think about that for a minute. I mean, I remember when the railroad got closed. Yeah. And we're still closed and we have no date. Nope. Tron well, is Tron is is sometime in 2023. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So they say, unless something else say. happens. Right. I mean, and the worst part about it is it's a copy and paste. It's not like we're creating some new monster it's mm-hmm. copy and paste mm-hmm. no i mean clearly they're 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 slow they're dragging their feet yeah, 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 yeah they're slow playing the build because they're they're i mean they're trying to allocate the cost and they're trying to to stretch out when they spend it and and all those things but right but still come on yeah no and i and i i, I understand what you're saying because i you know it's not, it's one thing to not have the attraction ready when you know they you you kind of were led to believe it would be i mean we understand that things change because of the pandemic but it's not just that attraction it's the impact it's having on other things that you know i mean there's a lot of people that like the train right 
it's a fun i i like the train nostalgia hello i'm yeah, a nostalgia right. guy i love right. that stuff get on right. that train and you just ride around you have a good time you get off and the terrible irony is that you know during d23 they talked about having done this great refurbishment of the train engines but nobody <laughs> gets to experience it right <laughs> okay so where are uh, they hiding these uh, refurbished trains? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, anybody have any other sort of final gift or or lump of coal thoughts as we kind of wrap this up? Well, I just kind of um, uh, blew by and just with the, the additional Disney Plus content because the, the breadth of that is, like I said, if you if you have it and aren't taking advantage of all of the different uh, channels, if you will, of Disney Plus, you're you're not doing yourself any favors. Well, I, I will follow along that line and mention as a kind of a bonus gift um, from Disney is the outstanding both quality and diversity of the most recent editions of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, if you haven't seen uh, Shang-Chi yet, Go out and see it. It's fantastic, and it's wonderful to see the representation. Um, if you haven't been watching Hawkeye, please watch Hawkeye. Um, the The representation of um, the hard of hearing community and the deaf community in it, it's wonderful because it's just integrated in the storytelling. It's not. It's look not, at me here. I am. Y- yeah, I mean, it it, it isn't. Um, it's not contrived. It's not forced. It's very natural, and um, it, it just—it's wonderful to see, and it's—it's it's all still outstanding content. Um, I still have to get out to see Eternals. Um, I'm embarrassed that I haven't seen it yet. I need to get out and see it before Spider-Man gets here. But um, I hear good things about Eternals as well. Um, so, have you seen some of the other movies that uh, we have not? mentioned yet that that we weren't going to talk about because Willie hasn't watched them. <laughs> uh we'll, we'll come back to those another show. Maybe we'll have a guest on that can uh, talk yeah, about those. Have someone for else Willie. talk about them. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you know, you've heard about the the gifts and the lumps of coal that we felt like we got from Disney this year. We'd love to hear from you and hear what you think. Uh what's your years worth of uh, gifts and lumps of coal been like i'm sure there are other things to talk about that we didn't get to um tell us about it you can email us at podcast at disdads.com um you can reach out to us individually you could uh email tim and just tell him how clueless he is by emailing him (laughs) and that's not hard for me to convince me Uh, tim.hicks at fantasticmemoriestravel.com and, you know, if you want to explain to Willie what he's wrong about, you can email him at Willie at WickedMouseTravel.com. And if you want to compliment me on the presentation of the show, the quality of the content that we're providing you, um, you could email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at MouseMasterTravel.com. Until next time, I've been your host. Aaron Ripmaster, joined by my trusty co-hosts, Tim Hicks. We'll see you real soon. And Willie Crocker. Have a wicked wild night. And while you're having that wicked wild night, if you maybe happen to stop by Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show, we'd really appreciate it. It makes it easier for other people to find us and experience the fun. Or the Stitcher. What's that? The Stitcher. Oh, the Stitcher. Aren't we on the Stitcher and we're, Amazon? We're on Stitcher. We're on uh, uh, Spotify. Spotify. We're on Spotify and now. Amazon. All those are true. For whatever reason, it's the reviews on Apple Podcasts that make the difference everywhere else. Interesting. So get out there and give us a rate and a review. Yeah, please. Give us a like. And if oh. you're listening to this and you're not a Diz Dad, get in touch with us. We'll hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll have a lot of fun. No. I got to keep on. 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 I got to keep on.
you have to wait for the credits. recording first though.